Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, today is Tia's birthday weekend. It was actually on Friday when mm-hmm. she uh, turned 26. Woohoo. <laughs> so um, I think I'm going to name this episode uh, Tia's ep- the Tia's episode. Because I'm going to take a little bit more of the lead. Yeah, dive right in. Yeah, I'm today I'm going to be doing 26 things I learned before 26. <laughs> so hopefully it's fun. Um, some of them are going to be really stupid. Some of them are not as stupid. They're a little more serious. So hopefully it's fun, though, to listen to. So first yeah. one, if you're planning on getting a tattoo, make it a bigger size or try and get multiple ones into the same session so that you can make up for the minimum price. I made the mistake when I was getting my first tattoo. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a mistake because I was kind of scared, but like I got a really small tattoo, but like there was a minimum of like $80. So like the minimum was $100 and it was smaller than the size of a penny. Like it was teeny. Like Like, I don't think it it feels like it shouldn't have been that. So if I was a little braver, I would have gotten something a little bit bigger because it felt like I was wasting money, but I still love my tattoo. So if you're braver than me, I would suggest something like that. (laughs) Um, let's see. Number two, don't be afraid to be yourself. You'll find the people who like you the way you are, even if that means losing the people that you don't, that don't. Um, I feel like that's just a normal life lesson. A lot of the times people try and change who they are to fit into groups that aren't actually like a super great fit for them, but. Yeah, I mean, like what you said, basically, uh, if you are your authentic self, you'll find people who reflect that and match your vibe. That's true. Very much. So, all right. Third, this one's a little bit silly. Offering for a sibling to hit or push you back instead of just telling your mom is not a good call. Um, that's kind of stupid, but I feel like a lot of people have this as children. I think that's a universal experience, but I'm assuming this is probably one of your first life lessons you learned. Yeah, at least that I can remember. Yeah, as a kid. Um, and why not? What? Why is that not a good idea? It just, like, it caused a lot of stress. I mean, not that it's just, it's just not a good idea to offer, like, a bad... I don't condone violence. I don't condone violence, but, like, as a kid, for some reason, that just seemed like a better option. I don't know why, but it's not. Don't do it. <laughs> Are you saying two wrongs don't make a right? <clears throat> exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, let's see. Take a lot of pictures. You're never going to regret looking back on them, even if they're phases of life that you've outgrown. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, what inspired this one? Do you feel like you like to look back at pictures of, like, your childhood or, like, past relationships or what? Both. I mean, all through my childhood, I felt like I was uh, a little odd. I was a little odd duck. But, like, even still, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, I was actually kind of like a cute little, I don't know, a cute weirdo. Like, you know? I like this one because a lot of the time, especially when I'm having a poor confidence day and I feel like I'm not looking my best, I might feel that in the moment, but mm-hmm. when I take pictures and keep them, even like six months or a year later, I remember looking back and be like, oh, I look so skinny or I look so happy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, you know, when I was dating boys and went to dances <laughs> with boys and stuff in yeah, high school, same. I still like seeing those pictures, even if I definitely wasn't going to be with those boys like it was still it was a fun memory well like, yeah hindsight, other. hindsight is 2020 mm-hmm. so it's good Definitely. to keep memories um all right next one yeah why not uh don't let anybody knock your style 
Um, what you wear will eventually come back into trend again, but if not, still just wear it. It's, it's if it true. feels comfortable for you, just do it. Within the amount of time we've been dating, we've been dating for, or together for what, like five years, over mm-hmm. five years. Um, I remember a lot of people kind of laughing it off <laughs> and tell me if I'm wrong, but I've heard a lot of people, especially like gay men give like the lesbian pass. They're like, if you're a lesbian, you don't have to follow style trends. You can um, just wear whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but uh, specifically the fact that you love cargo pants, you've loved cargo pants the whole time we've been together your whole mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning, a lot of people who... A lot of people had a lot to say about that, and those same people now wear cargo pants all the time. It's very trendy right now. So. Yeah, it came back. I mean, it did. It was also very hard to find them in that period, though, because it's true, they weren't in trend, and I wasn't them. able to find them anywhere. You had to find the men's ones from Walmart. <laughs> yeah, which weren't quite the same, but they worked. <laughs> but yeah. All right, let's see. Next one I've got is Just Try It. Sounds dumb, but the only things that I've ever regretted are the things that I have not tried Mm -hmm. i know that's very like a generic one but i feel like it's very useful except for drugs (laughs) yeah but like i'm just saying like no i think there's there's something to that for sure i mean especially because you're a bit of an anxious person like you get nervous to try new things um it's easy to like it later on (laughs) it's easy to talk yourself out of it definitely um kind of going along the same lines but on a different point making big decisions like, when you're making a big decision, think over about it overnight. I feel like that's always been something that's always helped me, like... You sleep on it. You sleep on it. You always sleep on it. Like, it just... It you just ends better, yeah. If you still feel the same way in the morning, most of the time that means you're going to make the right decision. But I There's I definitely something to that. I also <clears throat> think that, like... And this is my opinion but I also think that your intuition and your gut is a really strong thing so if you choose to make the decision in your mind and have made that decision before you make it your Mm -hmm. gut will tell you how you feel about that yeah definitely um all right the next one find a job that is tolerable for you it does not have to be full-time or prestigious but because you're the one that's going to have to show up for the shifts um I feel like this is a big one for me that I've had to like learn it's hard to find, like, I mean, jobs are just not fun. Most mm-hmm. people do not like their jobs and don't like going to them. But um, finding something that you can tolerate and isn't going to, like, make burn you, you... out? Yeah, burn you out, thank you. I was trying to find the right word. Would be very... Yeah, and I think especially when you mention, like, it doesn't need to be prestigious or full-time or... I think it's, like, kind of removing yourself from hustle culture and other people's expectations. Yeah, I have a point on that one. I guess it probably could have been combined, but, like, you're jumping into my next one. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to segue. I feel like, especially with that, um, where you said you have to be the one to show up to your shift, I agree. Mm -hmm. I feel like having a job that you love or that that can cultivate a life you love doesn't mean you have to enjoy your job. You can find something that's tolerable. You can find something that you're good at. You can find Mm -hmm. other things because then you can still enjoy your hobbies by not monetizing them. Yeah. Which is also another one oh, later no. on. You're going in, <laughs> you're jumping ahead of me. But, um, so the next one, segueing in, was don't let others convince you that you have to have a bigger or better career. Yes. I've had this a lot. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just, if you're comfortable where you're at, you don't have to keep moving up. Like, well, you can be happy where you, and it, this is not to, like, bash anybody that wants to move up. For sure. But, like, you don't have to if you're, like, happy where well, you're at. I know, um, I know a lot of people who 
are really happy because of their career they find a lot of fulfillment within it and they're really proud of their achievements Mm -hmm. love that i also know a lot of people who simply have a job that facilitate all the achievements outside of work yeah like it's just there to be a job and you don't have to be a corporate baddie you don't (laughs) remove yourself and i probably never will be but you know um yes next one uh, your life has meaning even if you're not busy or fixing something. Yes. That's one that I have had to really learn because I feel like I've always had to move and go and do or, yeah, like, you're... resting was, like, not something that I felt like I was, like, allowed to do. I think it's really common, especially in people who have always had, like, straight A's and great grades and stuff to feel like they have to be productive to be worthy and that's, mm-hmm. it's hard to unlearn. And maybe that's because I don't have, like, a huge job that's taking up a lot of my time or something Mm. so like I don't know maybe they're all connected but like I think that that's a good thing to learn is that you don't you like your life doesn't not have value because you're not doing something big or whatever rest is valuable and that's what I'm saying productive but Mm -hmm. not if you're guilting yourself the whole time that isn't (laughs) self-help it's not resting actually (laughs) yeah you need to actively rest by like yeah by removing the pressure Mm mm-hmm all right, my next one is a little bit silly, but I have learned that coffee is good. I love coffee now. Um, I trained you. <laughs> I did not like it at first. I'm a brat. Every time I got a coffee, especially if I spent a lot of money on it or it was special, I would be like, Tia, just try a little bit, and then you can, like, chase it down with water after. Uh-huh. And um, how how long did I do that for before you started liking coffee? It was, like, just Probably during COVID, Probably a couple right? of months, yeah. Yeah, no, like, you started drinking coffee during COVID, right? Or before COVID. It was before COVID. So I spent at least a year of, at like, least trying like, my, getting take to take a know. sip. Yeah. Take a sip. Yeah. I still am not super great with hot coffee. Well. But, like. I want a caveat. You can enjoy coffee without it needing to be a black Americano. That's stupid. <laughs> that culture is dumb. Enjoy yeah. what you want. I do like my uh, blended ones. You like Frappuccinos. And I that's do. okay. That's okay. But that doesn't mean that I don't like a cold brew or something. I just... I love the, like, fla- like the after flavor of coffee well, now. Also, it's, like, really good. The way I think about it is if you're spending that much money to go out and have coffee at a coffee shop, you need to get something that's You gotta special. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, something you can make at home. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. You are allowed to like things that are mainstream. I yes. feel like my whole life it's kind of been like, oh, well, I liked that before it was you're cool. Basic. Or you're basic. Or whatever, you know. And I think that it's totally fine to really like... They're popular. Blended coffee or, you know, whatever. Like, liking things that are just, like... I'm not going to get into the sexism that comes around, like, especially things women like being deemed as, like, frivolous or stupid. Yeah. Stupid? Stupid. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Yeah, something that's stupid. But I do also want to, like, emphasize that things are popular for a reason. Oftentimes, like, movies that are mainstream have a high budget, and of course Mm -hmm. they're going to be fun to watch, or they spend a lot of time on it. Or right now, plants are very popular. They're very, like, I'm not going to pretend that they're, like, work, like... I don't know, well, different because we... Interior design comes and goes, and it's okay to be excited about something that's new and yeah. other people enjoy it. Like, there's yeah. something really fun about other people seeing what you have and liking it, you yeah. know? Which, you know, on the same lines, it's totally fine to like things that aren't mainstream. Absolutely. But, like, you know, don't bash each other because one is mainstream, one is not. Like, I think it's just fine to like what you like. I think basically what you're trying to say is own your interests, but don't put down other people who have different ones. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make you special yeah. either way. <laughs> but everybody is special. Yeah. In it, a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next one. Um, trying fancy cheeses is like gambling. I have learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. I love cheese. 
I love yeah. fancy cheese. But even if I like smoked Gouda in one brand, I will not like smoked Gouda in the other brand. So, like, you have to try well, so many different types to find the type that is enjoyable, at least for me. The good thing is, is I like funky cheeses, I like blue cheeses, I like You like, like really pretty much cheese. any of them. So, we can go try a lot. I like trying new things, and mm-hmm. so even if we buy something and you don't like it, I'll eat it. Yeah, so we have a good, true. a good system. So this that might just be a, a me lesson totally, but I do love but cheese, so I'm willing to do it. that gamble. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I guess is that you're trying to say is that you've found some really good things that you enjoy, but you also mm-hmm. find things you don't like in the way. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, next one. Being nice normally gets you farther than being mean. I I stand by that. There are places mm-hmm. that you do need to stand your ground. I understand that that happens, but like. There are a lot of moments where I realize just saying something in a kind way gets you a lot farther in conversations or, like, retail or, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Like, it gets you a lot more respect than, but like, yelling at somebody. What I like to think um, is I have an attitude all the time. And so when <laughs> I'm snippy, it means nothing. But mm-hmm. when but by the fact that you're usually approach things very kind and very sensitively and very, like... You give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. When you do stand your ground, it's more impactful. If you're that's mean true. all the time, it doesn't mean anything when you're mean. Like, yeah. Because, like, oh, well, that's normal for them. But, like, right. if I were to start yelling at somebody, it would be like, oh, well, what and, just happened? <laughs> and, like, you don't... I don't know if you've ever yelled. I think it's more like setting yelled, a boundary. Yeah. Like, yeah. your boundaries are... You're very... And that's what I love is you're very kind and forgiving within your boundary. Mm-hmm. And once you've crossed that, it's just a no-go from there. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. All right, let's see. What do we have here? If someone doesn't like the same things as you, you can still be friends. Yeah. Okay, that is, you know, that is one that I have learned. But once it starts, there's a caveat. Once mm-hmm. it starts, there like, the difference of opinion in things starts to turn into, like, human rights issues. Right. I, I draw that line. For sure. So, I... I feel like that's probably coming from everything that's happening in the world right now, but, like, once somebody starts drawing that line in the sand, oh, well, we can still be friends because, you know, we're, we should just be able to because we like right. different things. It's just like, yeah, but when you're, you're saying that this person doesn't deserve rights and I am, that's a difference. That's not yeah. the same thing. Well, we can have different opinions, but different morals is where it gets difficult. Exactly, and that's what the different, like, difference in opinion versus different morals. That's a totally, like, different playing field well and like as far as like debating people i've learned that i would love to have a fun debate about if hot dogs are a sandwich but i'm not going to debate for you politics especially in regards to human rights yes definitely like i won't Mm -hmm. all right um that kind of connects into the next one bumper stickers tell a lot about a person that is something that i have (laughs) have yeah we've learned that um given the very conservative neighborhood that we live in it's Mm -hmm. very interesting to see who what like especially i don't know i don't know if we should get into this but we don't have to get far i'm just saying like (laughs) you can tell very quickly if somebody feels safe or not Yes. Based off of a bumper sticker. It's a survival instinct, because we have had some really unsafe interactions, and almost always we can see the same You can tell. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we'll move on to the next one. All right, this one's a little little dumb, but it is something that I have felt almost my whole life. Still true. I feel the most comfortable in clothes that match color for color. I don't really know how to word that better, but, like, if I'm wearing a white shirt, I can have a different color of pants, but then I have to have white shoes on. 
Like to tie so, the top article to the bottom article. To emphasize what you're saying, I personally think that um, navy, beige, uh, black, white, gray, all of these are neutrals. Mm-hmm. And they all match each other. Uh-huh. Tiaza does not see it that way. No. <laughs> you see white for white, navy for navy. Like mm-hmm. If I have black pants on... And a white shirt. I really love a black and white pair of shoes. Like, it yeah. feel, I feel like I have to have, like, the exact same colors together. It's very hard for me to want you also, a lot of color. You also really like monochrome outfits. I think That's those true. are very, like, trendy right now. Um, I have a harder time with that. But you like a full black fit. A full white fit. Like It's true. Also, I, I think, especially when we're talking about clothes, it's really important to, and I'm going to make one for you, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to recognize what you feel good in and be okay, especially when it relates to gender and, mm-hmm. like, how you feel comfortable in your own skin. Like, play around with that. Yeah, definitely. And and don't push yourself just because other people want you to wear something. Yeah. Especially at weddings. Stop <laughs> asking Tia to wear a dress. <laughs> That's true. PSA. I, will, I can't. I won't. She won't <clears throat> attend. <laughs> Um, all right, the next one. I feel like this is a little bit bigger of one. Um, your idea of what a perfect partner can be will and can change. Should change. And should. As Mm -hmm. you get older and you change, being able to, I mean, even just stupid things. Like, when you're younger, you're like, I want somebody with brown hair and is five foot three or whatever. Like, you know, like, you're just gonna grow and I I, I am. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) But... Yeah, I mean, I I personally feel like we're both people who are constantly trying to uh, work on finding ourselves and fitting in the world better and, like, Mm -hmm. working through growth. And if you were looking for the same person throughout all of that, then that would be a problem. You're going to want somebody different in different phases. It's it's most likely going to change as you change, so... Ooh, and I saw this TikTok. Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. Basically, what they were saying is, like every year of being married you almost get to reintroduce yourself to each other Mm -hmm. and you are different partners throughout your marriage and it's like you almost like get to know the person as they grow together Mm -hmm. I love that that's great okay next one because I I don't want to take too much time I have a couple more um don't let failing something you enjoy stop you from trying again that kind of fits with another one but like I I did that in like middle school I I didn't get one role in a play and I was even though I really wanted to try out for more because I was anxious and thought it would help me I was like well I didn't get it once I'll never get it again so I just stopped trying for the rest of my high school career the way that I see this is don't reject yourself because you think they'll reject you yeah let them reject you yeah apply for the job (laughs) give it a chance at least which kind of goes with at least try it like yeah let them reject you Mm -hmm. like go in knowing that if it's meant to be it'll be and if not then it rejection is redirection yep Exactly. That was a good way to put that. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next one. You can enjoy hobbies without trying to make them a side hustle. I'm guilty of this. I've done this many times and it ruins my hobbies because then I get really anxious about not making enough money off of them or something. I actually argue that a lot of people's dream jobs, at least for me, like Mm -hmm. having a dream job makes me hate the dream of doing that for a job. If that makes sense. Like I can't enjoy something or I feel like it's a more personal failing when I'm doing like my art as a work. Yeah. So I would much rather do my art as art and my work as work and don't shit where I eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and some people are able to do that, and oh, yeah. way to go for you. I just haven't been able to figure that out yet, so... <laughs> My anxiety could never. Yeah. All right, we're going to move to the next one. Um, this one's kind of dumb, but it is something that I have learned. Um, you can have just as much fun at a party that people are drinking without drinking. Yes. Um, and th- that's something that I've had to learn, because 
drinking is just not for me. I've tried it a couple of times. It's just not something that I particularly enjoy. And with my personality type, I'm totally fine going to a party and having just as much fun not being buzzed or anything. Like, well, yeah, and I think it works for me. It's also okay to go along with that is don't let other people convince you that your opinion doesn't matter on that. Your boundary is your boundary. Mm -hmm. And don't, like, have those conversations. They're Mm -hmm. not good. They just implant doubt. You can choose what you want to do. Like, I'm not sober. Um, I'm semi-sober. So I I drink maybe, what, like, five or six times a year? (laughs) And I I try to have... It's not bad. I try to have less than two or three drinks. I don't like to be super drunk. It's not for me. But a lot of people like to argue that. And I don't want to argue with that. (laughs) Not to say that I care if you do. Oh, like for sure. I want to make sure that that's clear. I do not care if people drink. It's just something that, for me, I have found I have more fun if I'm not. I also like going places where people are drinking. I like Mm -hmm. the energy. I think it's so much fun. But Mm -hmm. I don't need to be drinking to enjoy that space the same way. Yeah, definitely. I'll be your DD. (laughs) Yes. Kind of along those same lines. Something that might have seemed fun or good for you in the moment. Um, you might later realize wasn't something that you really needed, um, which is totally fine. Like the first time I drank, it was actually kind of enjoyable, but after that I realized it really wasn't something that I like needed and that's okay to let that go. And that can go for like friendships, relationships, like jobs, jobs. like if, if it seemed like it was a good fit for you at first and doesn't feel like that anymore, you don't have to stick with it. Like you can move on to something else. Yeah, completely. And it's also like part of deciding if something is for you mm-hmm. means making that decision and sitting with it and seeing how that feels the next day, how that feels a week later, how you feel mm-hmm. about that looking back. Definitely. All right. Moving on to the next one. You are not a bad person if you do not belong to a religious group yeah. or if you don't want to or if you have left one. Agreed. You are you're totally valid in all of those. I have left one. I don't feel like, I should have to feel like I'm a bad person because I Completely. am not a part of a religion anymore. Or don't want to be. I don't really want to be a part of one. And yeah. that's okay. Like, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, completely. And along those same lines, people who are really devout into certain and prescribed to certain ideologies in life might try to debate and argue that. You mm-hmm. don't need to You don't need to entertain that. Yeah. And also, like, it's okay for your morals and ethics to have to do with just yourself. Being a secular mm-hmm. humanist is completely valid. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. This one's this one's dumb. <laughs> but I have realized that I like to be the one driving. She does. I do. I, I Whether it's because I get headaches when I'm the passenger in a car or because I feel out of control, I'm not exactly sure. But I like to be the one that is holding the wheel and making the decisions. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it works because I don't usually like to drive. Normally, yeah. So that works well for us. All right. um, Two more. Um, I'm still working on this one, but I have learned that taking things personally is most of the time not the right way to go about it because most of the time it's not actually directed at you. It's not meant to be personal. But I I normally have been a very sensitive person and I am still, but I'm working on it. Um, to just not think that it's about me because most of the time it's not. (laughs) I think being a sensitive person in a world that's so divided is very hard, but also something to value. So don't Mm -hmm. try to change yourself. I'm not changing it. I just am trying to look at it from other perspectives. Yeah. But realizing that when you say something or you have, uh, something that you do in your life and Mm -hmm. someone reacts really strongly to that nine times out of 10, that has nothing to do with your decision. It has to do with theirs. It has to do with them defending their own. It says more about them than than me. Completely. It's, it's totally just projecting. Yeah. All right. Last one. It's a little, uh, silly, but I think that that's a better one to end on. Um, 
parking in the same place or near the same place when you're at like a mall or a store or whatever makes it so much easier to find your car later on. <laughs> you taught me this. I, I don't have a great time finding my car when I park places, especially the grocery store for some reason. I'm in there uh-huh. so long, I can't find it. You taught me to park in the same aisle every time and you never lose your car. Exactly. Because then you know where you're at. So anyway, those are my 26 lessons I have learned before 26. Hope you enjoyed them and we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Happy birthday, Tiaza. Thanks. Bye.